What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See a senor. A dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound midweek hump day, and today we're under the tu- or is it? Yeah, it is. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the brand new ABC hit sitcom "Welcome Back, Trumper," starring Donald Trump as himself, Nikki Haley as Marco Rubio, and Tim Scott as Chris Christie. So, what did the final number end up being on uh, how many non-Republicans voted? It was a record high number. Yeah, it was a lot. Most yeah. extraordinary number yeah. of independents and Democrats who switched over and voted in the Republican primary. And uh, and that's what changed everything. That's what changed everything. That's what you couldn't predict in a poll. Here, big finish now. Come on now. Also a lesson in expectations. A lesson in expectations that has happened many, many times in my life. If you're expecting a two thousand dollar, if you're if you're expecting no bonus, and then you find out you're going to get a two thousand dollar bonus for the quarter, you're very excited and starting to think about how you're going to spend it. But yes, two thousand dollar bonus. Having expected no bonus this day before, all of a sudden turns into a one thousand dollar bonus. All of a sudden, you're mad and disappointed. <laughs> yeah, expectations yeah. are a weird thing. Tear up that check and throw it in your boss's face. Sir, take this crap, huh? And if Jump we, change garbage, huh? And if we had no polling leading up to New Hampshire and we waited till last night and Donald Trump wins by 11 points, you'd think, holy cow, he buried her. Why is she even still running? But if the polls were telling you 25 points, 11 seems like some sort of victory for her or something. It's weird. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that much. <laughs> it's over. Oh, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, So the prevailing wisdom is she's staying in because so many things could happen to Trump. He could drop dead of a heart attack because he eats McDonald's. He's got like nine different trials he's got to go to. He could finally say something that turns people off. That's kind of hard to imagine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she, she's hanging around for that reason. The wild card in that whole that whole theory, that would all be perfectly fine and make perfect sense. If if he didn't have the weird snag of your going to your home state in 30 days. Right. That's the weird one. Well, right. That's the, uh, you know, I don't I don't know how to describe it metaphorically exam- exactly, but that is the bulwark against the idea that, hey, we can string this out. We can change it slowly. We can work our way. No, no, no. Practically, the next thing that's going to happen is going to be one of the great humiliations in the history of American politics. Yeah. And tick, and- tick, tick. Yeah. And, you know, there's no argument against hanging around, really. Except for that home state thing. How is she going to spin that 
if she does lose by... God, a poll that came out yesterday, I saw uh, Chris Wallace talking about this on CNN. Poll, the most uh, the legitimate poll came out yesterday for South Carolina, where it was 36. So if she just gets trounced in like a historic way, what is her speech that night? She gave a good speech last night, but what is her speech in South Carolina? I can't even imagine what you would say. No, no. The people I, I can't who either. know me best, who've known me my whole life, who I relate to more than ever, didn't even come close to wanting me to be their nominee. I mean, they have rejected say? me soundly, so it's on to Super Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and hoping that people that don't know me as well will somehow vote for me. <laughs> right. Clearly, I cannot dupe those who know me. Let's get to work on the people who don't. <laughs> right. I don't even know what you say. Well, and it's I don't even think it's duping. I, I don't have as dark no, a view no, of uh, no, no. Nikki Haley as a lot of people do. But it's just a question of, look, do you want to go with Trump or do you want to try something new? And the, the, just the answer is resounding. Now, one other thing that you didn't mention that could happen in the interim and then the second place finisher, who I described yesterday, is being in the Olympic Stadium like 700 yards behind in an 800-yard race. Um, but the front runner falls and, and breaks their neck. Trump is definitely misspeaking more. Clearly. He's not in Biden's league. Come on now. Biden is a special case. But yeah, there are more and more, oh, he doesn't mean that. He means the other person or he keeps using the wrong uh, pronouns or, and I don't mean she, her or anything like that. Um, getting the I and him and her and them mixed up and just you can't follow the story. It's happening more. I don't know how bad it is. Yeah, I saw a great side-by-side yesterday um, and said, get ready for this, because it was the Trump war room put out a clip of Joe Biden saying, don't mess with the Mernicka unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a clip of Joe Biden doing his Joe Biden thing. But then the Biden campaign put out a clip of Trump saying, we are an institute and a powerful death penalty, which I saw the clip. And whatever the hell that means, I can't even imagine. But is that going to be the whole campaign? Each campaign headquarters puts out what the old other old man said that made no sense the day before? What is that? And what will the mood of America be by, say, October? <laughs> I don't think it's even close in terms of the uh, cognitive impairment between the two gentlemen, but I think you're oh, really yeah. working hard to say Donald Trump is the same guy as he was in 2016. Uh, yeah, it's a tad discouraging, but... Um, but isn't that funny? I, I mean, is that just going to be the back and forth? But the, th- those were the campaign headquarters. Those weren't just surrogates. So uh, <laughs> that just might be the the battle going forward. Uh, yeah, it absolutely will be. If your greatest uh, three liabilities as Biden are from the bottom up, uh, uh, da, 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 uh, inflation, immigration, and uh, fighting for first place, the perception that he is completely senile. How do you triangulate? How do you neutralize uh, the the senility thing by portraying your your candidate as equally senile? So people just throw up their hands and say, "All right, I've had enough of that. I don't know which one is which or whatever." Right. Um, that's a going to be a hell of a race. What did uh, you know? I swore I would recall this phrase, and and I've forgotten it already. Speaking of senility, but um, <laughs> that the race is going to be long, bitter, and ugly. <laughs> I almost think 
uh, Nikki Haley staying in and maybe the perception that she's got some juice. I I don't think she does, but uh, helps Trump. I I don't think there's any advantage to a Trump-Biden starting this far out. I don't think that the, helps. Uh, I don't think the that, Trump that, campaign disagrees with you strenuously. I know. I know. I know they do. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I think America benefits from it not becoming the general election ten months out, nine months out. I think the shape of this is going to be very much like the the Major League Baseball season. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, you know I what hope, I'm talking about. I hope you're right. Uh, opening day, everybody comes out. They're excited. They yell. They cheer. They throw on their their jersey, their hat. Uh, and they watch a couple of games and realize, oh, my God, it's a 162-game season. And then everybody kind of settles in, checks the box scores, takes the kids occasionally, but nobody knows what the heck happens in April. <laughs> no, you check back in in, like, July. How are we right. doing? Are we still in the hunt? Oh, we're, like, three games out of the playoffs. Cool. Fabulous. Yeah, and, and I suspect very strongly that the presidential race is going to be like that. I certainly hope so. Uh, it will be for people. It's not going to be for the media, which we are. But we have yeah. people as listeners, so I don't know. Maybe we can stay away. I don't know. Freak, I have no idea. Everything is everything is unprecedented. Absolutely. Ever. Nobody's ever won Iowa and New Hampshire like this before. It's just it's not it's not a doable thing. But all right, here you go. Not since the juggernaut Jerry Ford back in 76. Wow. I'll tell you what, before we uh, do our clip of the week, I thought... Nikki, I don't know who crafted Nikki Haley's speech. I thought it was really good, but the opening was weird. When she opened the way she did, I thought, oh, my God, she's getting out. And then uh, I was watching on Fox News. Dana Perina said the same thing on Fox. She said the way she started, I thought, oh, my God, she's getting out. I thought I'd said this because she came out and she said, I'd just like to thank my husband sitting at home who stood by me the whole way. I'd like to thank my parents who raised me to be a kid. I'd like to thank, you know, that blah, blah, blah. Um, Raised me to be a kid. Well, I didn't finish my sentence. Raised me to be a kid that wanted to give back to their community. But she went all the thanks stuff that that's what you do when you get out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because you still have people's attention because you realize once you say I'm suspending my campaign, nobody pays any attention. So if you want to thank your people that worked for you and all my supporters, you've all worked so hard. I thought she's getting out. Then she yeah. launched into but New Hampshire is not the this the, the last state. It's the first state. It's not the last state. And we're going. That, why didn't you start with that sentence? If you'd have walked out onto the stage and hit him with that, that would have been a ah, really an awesome moment. Why'd you thank your grandparents? Oh, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's all so dopey <laughs> and discouraging, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Michael. I just want to say we have a Biden clip today that will not disappoint. Oh, yeah, that's what oh, I hear. Oh, nice. Yeah, Sweet. I just listened to you it, did. and oh, my goodness. Hanson said it's a good one. You yes, said it's a good it one. Is. So we, we look forward to that <laughs> one coming up. Oh, Hanson suggested it was uh, top shelf yeah. stuff. So we'll have to get to that this hour. Uh, let's start the show officially because the FCC will crack down on us and uh, they uh, they uh, they take your home and your cars. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Already Get to Be This Day? Wednesday, January 24th. Life will not be a bore in 24. We are Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. This segment isn't the last segment of the show. It's the first segment and we're going to do a lot of segments. So let's begin officially now at Mark. But I felt I should do this because... I find in life you can't let people get away with bullshit, okay? You can't. You just can't do that. Yeah! <laughs> he, he was talking about Nikki coming out and acting like she won. <laughs> Look, you didn't win. You got killed <laughs> by 11 points. How about his knock on her dress? We'll have to play that whole thing. She comes out in a fancy dress, not too fancy, I'm guessing, he said, which was him not stating out loud. 
probably cheap. <laughs> I'm way richer than her. <laughs> I just, I'm out. Oh I'm, I'm moving to another land. Oh, another my God. How about the land obs- full of promise? How about the obsequious <laughs> Tim Scott behind him and the way that went down? We'll have to play that That's why I said to... starring Tim Scott as Chris Christie. <laughs> who would get, who would like to get completely humiliated? Show of hands. Anybody? Mr. Scott, Senator Scott. Uh, how's mailbag look? It's actually fantastic. I'm trying to figure out how to manage it. It won't all fit. Okay, cool. Uh, we got... Three and a half hours, so we'll uh, we'll jam everything in. And our text line, if you want to weigh in on any of this stuff, is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Armstrong and Getty Show. See, in other states, most other states, you can't have Democrats and independents coming out and voting in the Republican primary. So it ain't going to help a Nikki Haley, you see. Anyway, we left that out. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Here is your freedom-loving quote of the day. Going with a a nice quote from Calvin Coolidge here. Cool. Silent cows. Not silent this morning or today. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Unless the people, through unified action, arise and take charge of their government, they will find that their government has taken charge of them. Independence and liberty will be gone, and the general public will find itself in a condition of servitude to an aggregation of organized and selfish interests. Uh, Yeah, true enough. That would seem to be the case. Yeah, unless the people, through unified action, arise and take charge of their government, they will find that their government has taken charge of them. Mailbag. I faced a choice, Jack. A crossroads. Do I go with interesting, relevant, and persuasive, or raw entertainment value? (laughs) Gone with choice B. There you go. Drew the Millennial says, My chant at college students was a little long and preachy. They have to be short and punchy. How about this? This is in response to the Columbia students chanting, Yemen, Yemen, we are proud, turn another ship around. He suggests Columbia students go back to class, then shove this up your Marxist ass. Wow. Wow. Uh True. The millennial. Harsh. And and it rhymes. Millennial V, millennial violence. I hate it. Uh, And then uh, Cy writes, you're overanalyzing the leftist protesters, Columbia and elsewhere. They're not pro-Hamas, not pro-Palestinian, not pro-Hezbollah, not pro-Houthi, not pro-anything. They're just plain anti-American. You know, that's probably an anti-American. That's probably the simplest way to. Yeah, it's probably working way too hard to come up with all that other stuff. It's just anti-America. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They hate America because America is successful. Well, if every class you've ever taken your entire life from kindergarten through pointed out the worst things that America did or why even the good things were really kind of bad all the way through. Yeah, I could see how you'd end up that way as a 20 year old. 
Yeah, teach somebody from age five they should be ashamed of being American and see how they, they come out the other end. Right. It's an excellent point. We need to tear down America's school systems and start again. It's a cesspool of ideological disease. Uh, moving along, uh, Andy with some really good points about the idea of taxing unrealized gains and wealth. Wealth taxes, folks, are coming. You will be taxed on your retirement savings. If you are frugal and smart, you will be taxed more heavily than those who throw their money away on pleasures. I might More on up, that to come. I might end up in prison if that happens. I might take up arms. And I could go into Andy's reasoning, and, and we will later on. But his P.S. is the following story, which he assures me is not apocryphal. While touring the Stanford University campus last year, I noticed a lady who looked as though she was having a horrible day. I asked her if everything was okay, to which she replied she'd had enough, was on her way to her dorm building so she could jump off the roof and die. Wow. Not knowing exactly how to handle the situation, I said the first thing that came to mind. I asked her if she wanted to maybe bang one out before she dumped to her, jumped to her death. <laughs> she immediately became angry and offended that I even suggested such a thing. Then I said to her, okay, I guess I'll wait for you at the bottom. I'm confident I saved a life that day because I never found her at the bottom. <laughs> hilarious. Andy, Andy, come on. That really happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm not sure I believe you. Uh, how much time do we have? Very little. Um, oh, you know what? So we have uh, some audio we absolutely must play you next segment. Stay tuned. Don't want to oversell it, but it's worth it. Got this note from uh, Shan. Guys, everybody's talking about how AI does this seamless language translation. You can come up with a perfect-sounding fake Joe Biden, for for instance. Why doesn't Joe Biden use it? Wow, good one. <laughs> Which, I, Shan, what a brilliant point. The guy's completely incoherent. Why doesn't he just have his folks type out what they want him to say since he's no longer a really effective puppet? Have him type it out and have AI say it. Sound like 1988 Joe Biden. Have AI do it, yeah. That's a great idea. If there's anybody connected with the Biden campaign listening right now, they're shouting, oh, my God, at their speakers and running to make a phone call. We did some more bombings yesterday. There are a number of other things to talk about. And then we got this great Joe Biden clip we're told coming up. So stay tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some of the breakdown of the numbers of how things turned out the way they did last night in New Hampshire is kind of interesting and what it might mean. Uh, probably worth taking a look at. We can do that in a little bit. Were we going to play Hail to the Chief? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't 
mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> whoa. You thought? Whoa, it kind of started slow, and then it was an onslaught well, of gibberish. Yes. <laughs> you thought like I thought. That's it? Oh, no, that's it. That's good. No, that's not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> we'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> wow. So he does... Words to live by. <laughs> so, so he does that thing all the time where his teeth don't work. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Trump's it's got nothing to do with his teeth. It's his frontal lobe. Trump's thing, and, and the reason I bring this up is basically just because this is going to be a, a giant part of the left's argument. I'm, I watch enough MSNBC to know that. It already is. Of Trump's lost it. Look at this. Trump uh, it, it just uh, uh, gets the wrong names and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. a different thing. I don't think it's even a close call as to who's more debilitated by their age but um don't mess with the men in america unless you want to get the benefit (laughs) yeah yeah big guy tough guy so does he finish that sentence and think holy crap i mean because when i do that i think geez you can't understand me at all (laughs) whoops that one badly (laughs) don't mess with the men in america unless you want to get the benefit that's almost like that clip we always play from blazing saddles is it yeah, hard to I find like it sounds a right. lot like that? No, sad wand and cracker croaker. <laughs> wow. Is that his his teeth don't his teeth and his tongue he doesn't have real teeth? Is that what that is? I've already answered that. It's not his teeth, it's his frontal lobe. I've known people with poor fitting dentures. They make perfect sense, but their enunciation's a little off. And no sidewinding, bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker is going to roll away. Don't I'm sorry. mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> no, no. Loose teeth doesn't make you say nonsense. There is no freaking chance. Unless they hide him away, put him in a, a, a dungeon in an iron mask or something, that he can be the presidential candidate come November. And and especially, that triple that, if that half-wit Kamala Harris is still the veep. I mean, Trump could, could be caught in bed with Xi Jinping, having sweet commie lovemaking. Wow. And, and, and you couldn't vote for a basket case and a moron. Biden and uh, Harris, you mean? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. So we uh, were working on our credentials yesterday for the conventions. We're going to the Republican convention and the Democratic convention because we still believe there's a lot of craziness to come. I mean, you could think, yeah, well, what are you going to go? What's, what's the excitement? It's over in January. What's the excitement of going to the conventions? Because I don't think we or most people think it's going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. Who knows what's going to be happening by then? Yeah, I just think there's so much crazy in the air. It's difficult to sense that and then say, 
nonetheless, I think everything will unfold in a calm and fairly standard fashion. There's just too much crazy in the air. I think one of the problems with the whole Nikki Haley, I'm just going to hang around in case something happens theory is, I think if something happens, they're not going to automatically give it to you because you're the other person running and you got a few delegates. I don't know what the current rules are in the uh, RNC, but they change them all the time. Mm. Um, uh, I think they'll they'll still make a decision of who they want. Now, it might be her. I don't know. But well, You know, it's funny. I, it hadn't occurred to me, but that might be her strategy. Get it to a brokered convention and ha- have her as the alleged centrist. Yeah, well, have folks unite around her the way they united around Biden. Nobody likes Biden particularly. You just nobody hates him particularly. The alleged, as of four years ago, the alleged centrist. It's interesting that she's kind of got that knock because that's not exactly what her brand has been her whole career. Um, well, what's uh, you know, it's no longer about left, right, and center. It's just about you know populist uh, trumpiness versus old guard uh, corporatist uh, whatever you want to call it so we mentioned this already several times and if you're into this you probably already heard this um the breakdown of the primary vote trump won the republican people that are traditionally republicans 7425 not even flipping close no but Haley won independence, who came over and voted on the Republican side, 61-37, and won Democrats 84-6. to Now, you could say, who gives a crap if she wins Democrats, or that's not a good thing. But the independent thing is interesting. She just rocked the independence. And so there's, you know, the people in the Haley camp would make the argument... That's what the general election is, because you see, you can vote for anybody you want in the general election. Yeah, at least a third of America is unaffiliated, independent, whatever, and Trump is terribly weak among them. Right or a now. chunk terribly. of Democrats who think, yeah, I can't vote for Joe Biden. He's not what I thought he was, or he's 90 years old, or the border's open, or whatever the reason is that you soured on Biden from last time. I think Nikki Haley would win in a landslide over Joe Biden, but who knows? Yeah, maybe so. New Hampshire is such a small state. Cold, shapes funny. Right. Um, They, according to the polls, twice as many Republicans said they would not vote for Trump as Democrats who said they would not vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. You know, which is interesting. You combine that with the weakness among uh, independents that Trump has. You could extrapolate blah, blah, blah. But it's just it's too small of a sample. And there's too much that's going to happen. As the old uh, English uh, politician, what's-his-face, said, events, dear boy, events. Here's the one thing that is uh, known and uh, interesting, and I wonder how the White House is going to combat it. The number one issue by far in Iowa for people who turned out to vote was immigration, and the number one issue by far for people who turned out to vote in New Hampshire was immigration. How long are you just going to get hammered on what is the number one issue for voters and you have an 18% approval rating, and you haven't done anything about it. What, you're just going to ride that horse all the way to a loss? What the hell is that? No, that is that is one of the great unanswered questions. What do they do with that albatross around Biden's neck? A couple of stories from the immigration front real quick. 
Uh, this is a column by Todd Benzman in the New York Post. He's talking about how in 2021, as the Biden border crisis really started in earnest and people were their attention was drawn to the enormous number of people pouring across the border, which is, of course, being dwarfed right now. Bill Malugin on Fox News, as long as we're on the topic, is reporting that. Uh, the Biden administration is holding on to the numbers, but they've been leaked to several media outlets that there were, I want to get this right, I believe 300,000 plus encounters in December on the border. 300,000 plus came in and the returned border loose. is secure. Anyway, so uh, this columnist is talking about how in 21 he was reporting that the United Nations was handing out debit cards and cash vouchers to aspiring aspiring illegal border crossers on their way north. And uh, several uh, border security-minded lawmakers pitched a bill that would require the U.S. to turn the U.N.'s spigot money, taxpayer money spigot off, because the U.N. is financing illegal immigrants. And then fact-checkers fact-checked and said, that's not happening. The U.N. is doing no such thing. Well, as usual, the so-called fact-checkers lied. This guy's dug into it, and the U.N. just released the 2024 Interagency Coordination Platform for Refugees and Migrants from Venezuela, R4V for short, a planning and budget document handing out $1.6 billion in 17 Latin American countries. And where does the U.N. get the bulk of its money from the United States? And so they're absolutely doing that, setting up checkpoints and handing out vouchers and cash cards and that sort of thing to folks as they come to El Norte. Wow! I did not know that. Yeah, well, they've worked very hard to make sure you don't. That is a a controversial story. In a nutshell, the U.N. and its advocacy partners want to spend $372 million in cash and voucher assistance to multi and multi-purpose cash assistance to 624,300 illegal immigrants who are in transit to the U.S. during 2024. So you got that. Then you've got this. This got a fair amount of attention online. I thought, wow, that's interesting. And then the follow-up happened, and it's more than interesting. Uh, let's see. I'm scanning for the clip. Uh, there it is. Um, this guy was stopped at the border by a reporter who was asking what a lot of reporters ask for. Uh, hey, uh, uh, where are you from? And this guy got his back up immediately at being asked that and gave the guy a load of attitude. Clip 61, Michael. You are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. The, the entitlement. The entitlement. Uh, no, believe me. I'm much better than that. So he says, you, you're going to ask me who I am soon. You're going to know who I am. You're not smart enough to know who I am. Um, which may have been an insult against the Biden administration uh, policies. Uh, this guy's name, Movsam Mardar Oglu Samadov. He's an Azerbaijani. Uh, he was released from prison last year after serving 12 years for arms trafficking and terrorism. And you're, According to, and you're suggesting you don't think he should be able to come into the country? Uh, I would prefer that he didn't. Gotcha. Yes. So anyway, they figured out who this guy was. You'll know who I am soon enough. Just like the guy said about Osama bin Laden when he was asked about his picture on the wall. You know, if I had to predict a black swan event, which kind of uh, nullifies the whole concept. But if I had to predict a black swan event, it is some sort of uh, horrifying event that comes out of people that snuck into the country across the border. 
that changes the metric somehow. Yeah, I know what you mean, and I think that's a very good prediction. Um, I hope I'm wrong, because there's no upside to it. It could certainly be said that, uh, maybe not absolutely horrifying, but extremely troubling is already happening in the cities and schools and emergency rooms and, and the rest of it. There are more and more jurisdictions in America that are just pissed off about this. And not like pissed off in principle, but pissed off at what is happening in their neighborhood, in their town. Yeah. Uh, ah, ah, but here's the good news. Kamala has the solution. Clip 60, Michael. We should have a bipartisan approach to fixing this problem, which is a long-standing problem. But what are those solutions? The solutions includes putting resources at the border to do what we can to process people effectively and putting in place laws that actually allow for a meaningful, meaningful pathway to citizenship. So process the people at the border more quickly to turn them loose and then give them a pathway to citizenship. That is her solution. Awesome. How do you run on that? Uh, that is not going to play well politically. Uh, Katie's got her headlines. We've got so much we got to talk about, including uh, various wars around the world. And a couple other things that aren't grim. Let's, we'll have to hit you with some not grim. That's coming up, too. Stay here. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popple, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. It's always football season, wherever you listen. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was looking at the text line. Uh, a couple of people suggested this sort of thing. I think I do know what is going to be the the altering uh, of our normal system of electing a president that is going to happen this year. So maybe we'll talk about that in the coming hours when we have more time. I want to hear about Hunter's art dealer. You've been looking into that. We can get into that an hour too. That's fantastic. Everything. The media reported was uh, uh, dishonest and inaccurate about the whole thing. We are in a post-truth world. But, but the, the Washington Post has a story really laying out the latest details, so they apparently do they s- decided to tell I'm us, shocked. I guess. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Hey, let's figure out who's reporting what. Speaking of the WAPO, it's the lead story with Katie Green. Katie? From ABC News, Russian plane carrying 65 Ukrainian prisoners of war crashes near border, Moscow says. Yeah, so the Russians, so, so they were given, they were doing a big prisoner swap. And this uh, plane full of Ukrainian prisoners headed back home goes down. Russia is saying Ukraine shot it down or that the United States shot it down and how awful that is and all these people were going back to their loved ones in Ukraine and you shot them down what are, what monsters you are nobody's exactly sure what actually happened nobody believes that happened but did it just crash and they just thought that'd be a good excuse did they shoot well, it down the latest themselves? I just read was Ukraine is saying that there weren't people on board there were missiles interesting okay it was an arms shipment so who freaking knows from Fox News American University hit with federal complaint over persistent anti-Semitism. 
that and a whole bunch of other universities. From the New York Times, Delta Airlines Boeing 757 lost nose wheel before takeoff, FAA says. Do you need your nose wheel? That's Apparently. That, that's that wheel up front that keeps it from just grinding on the tarmac as you go along. Life's better with both your nose wheels, no doubt. Yeah, I guess one pilot radioed the other pilot and said, uh, uh, Delta 433 Heavy, uh, one of your tires just rolled off into a ditch. <laughs> and the other pilot's like, uh, wait, what? <laughs> and so they pulled over and told the folks, well, we're going to fly you today, but not on this plane. Yeah, we appreciate your patience. From USA Today, Ford recalls over 1.8 million Explorer SUVs for windshield issue. What's the windshield issue? Apparently, they're not attached correctly, and there's a piece of them that could fly off and hit another vehicle or cause an accident. Okay. From the Associated Press, with Oregon facing rampant public drug use, lawmakers backpedal on decriminalization law. Yeah. We did the great experiment in Oregon. We tried it. Even they think it doesn't work. So let's not try it anywhere else anymore, okay? Oh, enough dead people. Yeah, enough dead young people. From the Washington Times, skip the first date. New matchmaker app sends AI avatars to meet each other. I wonder if that's the future. Like you meet in a virtual world and you have do. your first debt. And then the app sends you a report of how this avatar, how they met, and you decide whether you are on board with it or not. Wow. You know, I can see advantages to that. From page six, Kylie Kelsey told shirtless husband Jason to get his ass back in the Chiefs suite after he jumped into the crowd at the Bills game. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. You're embarrassing us. Get back in here. He never put his shirt back on as far as I can see. (laughs) That rings true. They, they seem like regular folks. Honey, get back in here. Get back in. Oh, my God. Look at him. <laughs> and finally, the Babylon Bee. Oakland in and out relocating to safer location in Gaza. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shot at Oakland's safety, you see. Joe. Oh, high crime. So the whole Hunter Biden selling art for lots of money is not completely on the up and up, you're saying? Well, that's one way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> the shocking details. Next. Armstrong and Getty. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. 